Jesus stories. Join us around the burning bush campfire as we listen to the Holy Spirit speak through others and into us. Lord, prepare our hearts as we have come to be filled by you. Ignite us like only you can. Hi, I'm Allison. I'm 28 years old, and this is my story. I grew up with a stepfather who was like my dad. He, no one would have known that he wasn't my biological father. Um, he stepped in the picture when I was nine months old, and um, he was always there for me, but he was also a truck driver, so he was off the road, on the road a lot, and out of the home. And my mom and I are, aren't really close. Um, she struggles with her own issues. And I think that that is thing I'm starting to learn about those issues now that I'm older. You know, when you're older, you're able to see things and understand why some things were happening. And so we didn't really have a close relationship, but um, she was there. And so when my dad was on the road, um, it was me and my friends. Um, I spent all of my time with my friends, people that I grew up with, starting from third grade. I was never really home. Um, but the crowd that I decided to jump in with wasn't the crowd that was good for me. Um, I didn't necessarily do all of the things that my friends were doing but I just kind of sat back. Um, as I did get older, as we all got older, we did go to church and um, we loved it. We were always involved in every Wednesday, every Sunday, every summer event that they would do, but they weren't as Christian as we all should have been. And um I became the Jesus freak is what some people say. And I would write out <laughs> index cards with verses on them and I would hand them out to my friends or I would text them random verses or I would tell them, you know, hey, you need to stop smoking that cigarette. Hey, you shouldn't go to this party. Hey, let's go do something else tonight. Like I didn't encourage them, but I was also, I didn't stop them, but I tried. And it was really funny because I worked somewhere this past summer and one of the friends that I grew up with, I hadn't seen her in 15 years. And she's like, Allison, I miss that. Like, I'm really glad that you did that for me and that you always tried to encourage us to stop. Even though we didn't listen is what she said. I'm glad that you tried. So that was really encouraging. But as time went on, um, age gets you know, we all get older, and I kind of got pushed out of the crowd, because I didn't, you know, do what they were doing, and and that's okay, but it, it started to hurt, and so I stopped trying to hang out with everyone, and just kind of ended up by myself. Um, then, eventually, I jumped back into the crowd, but I didn't do what they were doing. Um, but I did do something else that wasn't 
very healthy. Because my dad was a truck driver and because my mom and I weren't really close, men became more in my life than they should have been. And I've never said that out loud. (laughs) Sorry. So, the church that we all grew up in, I felt needed to go one day, and I went. And one of the ladies that was there, um, that I had grew up and known, asked me how I was doing, told her I was not doing great, and um, felt lonely, but I was fulfilling it in ways that I shouldn't. And um, uh, she pulled me aside and wanted to talk to me, but I just couldn't. I just could not get myself to admit or even, you know, word it differently for her to figure out, you know, and I just felt ashamed and not worthy to go to church anymore or be in the presence of God or read the Bible or pray. So I stopped going to church when I was 15 years old. And I am, like I said earlier, currently 28. I was lonely for a long time. And I I found my husband at the time, obviously boyfriend, when I was 16, but he did not grow up in a Christian home. He was actually Jehovah Witness. And we got together, um, we got married a year and a half into our relationship. So when we were 19, um, I started listening to Christian music again. And I wanted that relationship back with God really bad. I was tired of feeling lonely, and I knew that, honestly, the only way to get that fulfillment of being wanted was from God. Um, Now, just because I wanted it and listened to Christian music didn't mean I actually fell in the Word or fell back into church. And it was even harder being with someone who wasn't a Christian. But I would listen to um, Christian music most of the time when we were in the car. And he heard a song and just fell out in tears. I don't know what it was. Apparently the Holy Spirit. And um, we found a church. We went to it for a little bit. He got saved and baptized. And so that was a big step. But the church we had went to wasn't really a good fit for us. It was too big for new Christians. It, we just weren't feeling invited in and wanted and all that. I don't know. So we stopped going completely. Like that was just the end of it. Um, and then about five years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter, we started trying again. So we went to that church again And it didn't work, but we tried every church you could imagine in our city and then surrounding cities. And it just wasn't the right fit. And you know when the right fit is. And that's okay. Not every church is going to be for you, you know. So um, we stopped going again. But last year in March, I met a young lady at a children's facility, a little indoor playground, And uh, she had just moved from Florida, 
and had no friends. So we started talking and we started hanging out and her husband and my husband started hanging out and they introduced us to a new church and we went to it. Crazy enough, it was the church that was right down the road from where me and my husband lived for 13 years that we never even thought to go. Don't know why, just must have not been our time to go there. But we went to that church. I went to that church last March, um, fell in love with it. I went to some connect groups that they do, met a lady, and she was amazing. Um, I was pregnant at the time with our fourth child. We have no friends. Um, at the time, we had no friends, no church family his family lives in Kansas, Nebraska, Colorado, and I have my mom, who still to this day I'm not really close to. Um, she just ended up throwing us a baby shower. I mean, just one day called me up and asked if it was okay, and I, I was like, of course. And um, my husband ended up going. In April of last year, um, we went to the same worship. We sat together. I got up before the music start, like started at the end of the sermon to go get my kids before everyone else. And, you know, it gets hectic. And I look back and he wasn't behind me. I didn't say anything. I didn't ask him questions. But I saw him leave with a Bible because he got saved. So... It w this church has just been literally feeling like a home the moment we both walked in. I mean, that was his first time there. So we have been going for a year now, and we have friends and family, church family, and it's been amazing. Um, my kids love going there as well. So my dad passed away on a motorcycle accident three years ago. So that relationship has, you know, gone away. Um, just lack of support is really hard. And a sermon that one of the, the preachers, a sermon that the preacher preached last Sunday actually was community. We have to have community. We have to have friends. We have to have church family and friends to support us. We cannot do this on our own. Going to this church, hearing the sermons, it's always what we need to hear, but sometimes it's like points you out. Like they don't even mean to, but it points you out. And it pointed me out when they went over the story about Moses and how it took 40 years for them to go through the desert, you know? And it hit me because I hadn't gone to church for 15 years before I found this one. And I always ask myself, like, why did it take so long? Why did this have to happen? And it was just heartbreaking, but such an eye-opener because it's been such a blessing finding that church when we did. Being pregnant at the time, four kids, um, we are still growing as a couple. We are still learning as parents and we've never had anyone to turn to. So the people in this church have been a blessing. And so I just, in November of last year at this church and at my house, 
just the Holy Spirit just flooded me. And I just dove in to the Bible, to connect groups at church, to serving at church, praying with my kids, which I'd never done, praying before meals, which I've never done, just listening to worship music all the time. And I finally understood why it took 15 years. I had to meet the right people at the right time in order to find God the way I needed to find him. And it's just, God has flooded me, us with blessings. Not just me, but my husband, my kids. We still struggle. But we struggle with God right in front of us. We know that he is right there with us all the time. And it's much easier to get through those situations now that we know that we don't just have church family and friends, but that we know that God is, he exists and he is there. And it's just amazing to have that feeling. So we are one year strong at the church we have now, and we are still growing with God. And we are still learning every day because kids are a huge responsibility and you're always going to learn something no matter how old they are (laughs) but yeah um, my name is Allison and that was my story thank you for listening to Jesus stories Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony if the Holy Spirit used this testimony to speak to you today we want to hear about it If you love the show, make sure to give us a rating, like, comment, and share to help people find God's healing power through the testimony of others. If you're new in your walk with Jesus or haven't even started yet, we have resources for you. Find all contact information and resources in the show notes. Blessings to you, friend, and we will see you next week. Jesus Stories is a ministry of Hidden Gems. If you would like to learn more about Hidden Gems, find the website link and other important information in the show notes.
Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part about your relationship with Jesus? That I just continue to grow. I feel like no matter how much you have read the Bible, how much you know about God or think you know, that he's just always going to throw another bone out for you to learn, to catch, <laughs> like just growing. I love that. Um, if there's someone out there that relates to your story, what's some uh, words of encouragement that you might want to give them? You are worthy of God no matter what you have done in your life. Do not give up trying, even if you keep failing. I love that. And then last but not least, what's your go-to worship song right now? You Say by Lauren Daigle. Isn't that one good? Love it. Yeah. And I feel like that explains a lot of my, you know, not explains it, but just she talks about how God says we are loved when we don't feel loved. And I just feel like that's my story. You know, I just didn't feel worthy because the devil kept telling me you're not worthy because of what you're doing. You don't deserve to go to church, you know, and that's why I never I stopped going to church and why I stayed away from church. Because if I tried to go to church, he would just whisper, hey, you haven't been in so long. You don't deserve to go anymore. You don't know the you don't know the Bible. You don't know Jesus. You haven't prayed in how long? So you don't deserve to go. So that's why I love that song. Um, there's a line in that song that it breaks me every time I hear it. And that's, am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Uh Every time I hear that line, and that's like the epitome of the struggle that we all go through our entire lives. We're all just constantly trying to do enough to be good enough and not screw up so that we're not good enough. And it's just this constant. And so that line is, I think it really kind of sums up the the lostness and the emptiness that we feel as human beings. Yeah. Yeah. And so 